Ton Aspinall, man. Appreciate the time, man. Uh, March 21st, you make your UFC debut in London. It must feel good because you get to do it at home, right? I mean, you know what? I think it'll feel good anyway. You know, I just love, uh, I just love fighting. So any, any, any time I get to fight someone, I'm, uh, I'm happy about it. You know, you were offered a contract before, but you turned it down. Why did you decide to sign this time around? Uh, basically, I was signed with a, a promotion called Cage Warriors, which is like a—it's probably the biggest promotion in Europe. Oh, it's one of the biggest anyway. And uh, I was struggling to get uh, regular fights on Cage Warriors. I had, I had a five-fight contract with them. I had um, two of my fights done, and on my last fight, my opponent changed like four or five times. And the matchmaker just came to me this time, and he just said, "Look, we're going to be struggling now to get any any opponents going forward." So. Um, Obviously, I want to fight as much as possible, so I have to go to the UFC. All right, well, perfect solution, you know, to a simple problem. Uh, I see that uh, you have this mini documentary that they're filming on you coming out pretty soon. I fight during fight week; it's being released, right? I think he said it's going to be released this weekend. So yeah, just just before fight week. All right. Well, how was that the first time being followed around so much? You know, with the cameras and all of that. Were, was it kind of weird for you? Uh, you know what? I'm pretty comfortable with the cameras. I don't know why. I don't know. I've no idea why, but I am. Um, no, it was it was fine. You know, it's something. Uh, I've always like been in high level training camps and stuff. Uh, so I've always had a lot of cameras around me anyway, even if they weren't particularly on me. So just something I kind of got used to over the years. Your debut, right? UFC London, you know, you were first pitted against Rafael Pezal, then they changed it to Jake Collier. How do you feel about this matchup with Jake? Uh, I don't really know what to expect from him, to be honest. I know he's, uh, he's, it's his first fight at heavyweight, that can make a big difference, and he's had a couple of years off, so uh, I'm not really going off into the fights too much because he's, not, he's been a bit inactive, so I've just come off... Uh, a couple of years off myself so I was completely different after, after I came back from that so um, I don't really know what to expect at this point but I know he's a veteran I know he's had six UFC fights so he's very experienced and uh, from what I've seen of him I'm impressed with him so should be good yeah you said uh, yeah I noticed that you did take a couple of years off and you came back and you did very well you know getting knockout after knockout what, did you feel the the cage rust though when you first got into it into the cage you know no. walking out and all of that no I think uh Stuff like that is just something that's that you just manifest in your own mind. To be honest, I, I didn't feel that at all. Um, I think I think stuff like that is all it's all to do with your mind. It's nothing. It's nothing physical. I mean, it becomes physical if you let it if you let it manifest in your mind. But I just felt pretty. I wasn't I wasn't really particularly nervous or stressed or anything. I just got in there and felt normal, so that was fine for me. I know other people have experienced it, but me personally, I I felt fine. Jake Collier, you know, he started his UFC career as a middleweight and slowly went up weight classes, went up to light heavyweight, and now he's going to make his heavyweight debut against you. Uh, do you see that as an advantage? I don't know. It's gone a couple of ways with people moving up in weight. Sometimes um, people seem to, it looks like an easy transition. And other times it's difficult for people. I don't think it's as easy as people think to move up in weight because unless you're cutting loads of weight, because um, if you imagine just putting 20 kilos on and going for a run, like that's a that's a lot a lot of extra weight to carry, and I don't think people anticipate that unless you're killing yourself to make weight. But he did make middleweight, so I I don't know where he's at. I don't know. It's hard to say. For yourself, it seems like 
you you know there's a lot of heavyweights that kind of carry that extra pound the extra pounds you know what i mean during training camp but it seems like you you stay pretty slim throughout the whole camp through your fights everything right do you keep a steady weight all the time uh my weight fluctuates quite a lot actually um oh, goes really? up and down a lot yeah uh i think i'm just like a naturally see i, I look i look quite lean a lot of people say like they don't realize how big i am until they stand next to me because i think i'm quite um in proportion like a lot of uh heavyweights they'll have some like for example they just have big shoulders so they look bigger than they are but everything with me i think is kind of in proportion so my, i think i'm naturally like a heavy heavier guy but um when i'm training my weights it's mid-range really it's quite low oh yeah because you know like i've never met you in person but from watching you on like the internet and on tv it seems like you stay pretty slim through the whole the whole process you know no i mean i do i do train i train mm. if i've got a fight or not but if i if i'm injured something i can't train your weight will go up pretty quick oh definitely i think that's everybody right yeah that's true, that is true. <laughs> now um you know you work closely with darren till of course everybody knows that but who are the other guys that you work <laughs> with during this camp i work with a lot of different guys to be honest in this mm. camp uh like you say i work with till um basically with this camp i was i was sparring my teammates as always uh, I've got there's a there's a, a big uh, Lithuanian guy who I train with on a regular and he's like a lot bigger and stronger than me. So just to have, just to have him to train with regular is is perfect because he's just massive and really strong. Um, and then I've been going to a couple of other places to do some boxing sparring, a couple of Thai boxing spars I've got in. Just just a different looks, just anything that I can to have big guys and and feel that power. Do you know what I mean? Just anything that I can. You know, you're heading into your UFC debut. Have you made any changes to your training routine or, you know, maybe your diet or anything else? Yeah, I have actually changed my diet. Um, my training routine is the same. It's just I've been running a lot more because I want to get my cardio uh, up to 100%. And uh, I've actually stuck to a diet for the first time ever. So uh, we'll see how I feel with that. But, you know, I, I've always, uh, I, I can be the first person to say that I've always trained like a professional, but I've never lived like a professional until this time. I've never took rest serious. I've never took recovery serious. And I've never took um, diet serious either. I've always trained really well. You can ask the coaches that, but outside of the gym, I'm not, I'm not 100% focused. Like I'm, I've always said I'm a professional athlete for like two hours a day, three hours a day when I train. And then the other like 22, 23 hours, I'm like, uh, Sorry, 21 hours. I'm I'm just living like a normal guy, but this time I have really made sure that I get my recovery in and I get my sleep in and I get me good food in to recover properly. And this will uh, this will be a big change, I think. Are you are you doing like the cryotherapies or cupping or what are you doing for the recovery stuff? To be honest, just bits of that. I've not done stuff like that regular. I've I've, I've been made sure that I've gone and had a sauna and jacuzzi a few times, stuff like that. But just stuff like having time to myself in the day, being a bit more selfish with my time because um, I've got kids and stuff and I've got a family and running around and doing it. Just making sure that I have time just to myself, just to decompress mentally and physically as opposed to doing other stuff straight after training. So just to make sure that I can have that time to myself to rest the body and mind a little bit. So decomposing, like being alone, it's, it's, it's a type of mental training then, right, for yourself? Yeah, definitely. Uh, just like I say, I've got I've got three kids. Me, I've got three young kids. 
So a lot of the time it's just like home with the kids, back training again. But uh, my lady understands now that I've got it. Well, she's always understood, but this time I, I've just been a little bit more strict uh, with myself and she's been a bit more strict just to make sure that I can just have that time and just quiet, just for just get off from training, relax, think about the training, think about the fight, think about nothing for a little bit before I start doing stuff, other stuff. So that's been nice. With the training, you know, I remember Darren Till said in an interview that the intensity is different for your team. Can you describe that intensity for me? Uh, well, to be honest, I've never really, I've trained there since the beginning, since I first started training, I've trained there. So um, I don't really know any different, but uh, we have a, a decent vibe in the gym where it's it's always expected of us to push. But you know what? It, it's like that when we've got fights coming up, but outside of the training camps, it is technical and stuff as well, but we're always there for each other, making sure we push each other and uh, making sure it's, it's nice and intense so we get ready for the fights. Yeah, I was speaking with Mike Grundy maybe last week, and he was telling me like oh, yeah. a lot of the guys in your gym is just getting ready for fights, especially maybe like this week probably. Did they fight last week or are they fighting? It was last week. Yeah, it was the, it yeah. Was the weekend just gone. It was the weekend just okay. gone. So we had, uh, I think we had nine nine guys on the on the show and we went nine oh. nine and oh so that was good damn that's his momentum right there yeah it was good man it was good yeah your your teammates you know watching their interviews and them describing you and they they talk about you and how you're different from other heavyweights they kind of see you as like the like the movement that you have is so different is that do you think that's what's going to separate you from the other heavyweights in the ufc uh, I think it is, you know. I think that I th that's definitely one of the things that separates me. But another thing is, I've never shown any. I, honestly, I've I've shown like five percent of what I can do in my fights. I, I I really need to show. I've just not had the opportunity to show more in, in my fights yet. But uh, people that haven't seen anything of what I can do yet, as far as movement and speed and explosiveness and technique, people haven't seen it yet. Honestly, the people in the gym know, but uh, in my fights, I've just not managed to show it. But there is that, and I think my mental game sets me um, up differently to everybody else as well. I don't think uh, a lot of people have the mental side of it as well as I do, to be honest. You spend a lot of time with Team Fury. You know, a lot of people probably ask you about this, but how pivotal has that been for your career, especially your MMA career? Um, that's been massive, you know, not just in terms of uh, not just in terms of boxing skill. Obviously, that. That brought me a long way boxing-wise. I got to spar with like the best in the world daily, pretty much. But um, just being around like someone at that high level, I think anytime you're around someone high level, I'm not just talking about in MMA or boxing or whatever. I'm just talking about in general. You could be with a snooker player or a poker player or whatever. If you're around someone high level, I feel like you kind of start to understand the mindset of what it takes to be high level a little bit more. And that's what I what, that's what I mean about the um, when I say my mental game is different to anybody else because I spent a lot of time with Team Fury and I spent a lot of time with Tyson Fury on the on the lead up to the Klitschko fight and I seen how he handled everything and uh, that complete to be honest that that was a massive turning point for me because it completely changed the way that I think about fighting as a whole and uh, that that really changed just my outlook on everything so I think that's a massive advantage for me to be around people like that. One thing about Tyson Fury, you see those videos that people put up about how Tyson Fury has his his gloves are like 
his fists are in the wrists of the gloves. <laughs> Have you seen those videos that people made? Kind of make excuses for uh, Deontay Wilder losing the fight. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some ridiculous videos, right? Yeah, it's, it's retarded. I don't know what they're thinking. You know, are you talking about the one where it was like his glove wasn't in the... His hand was like in the side of yeah. the glove, kind of. It wasn't all the way in. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't know what they're thinking. Basically, what 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 happens there is he used to get told off for it in uh, Barron. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't like clench his fist enough when he punches. Mm -hmm. So his hands like kind of relax like that. I don't know if you can see that properly, but that's that's all that is. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why they would think it was. And I don't know. I've only seen one video, but it was showing clips from the first Deontay Wilder fight, not the second one. As yeah, well. yeah. Yeah. When he was showing it, because he had different shorts on. He had the green shorts on the first time, and he had a different color on the second time. So he <laughs> weren't even showing it from the right fight. I've, so I've, I believe he's been doing that the whole time, though, like from many fights ago. Yeah, you he, know what I mean? He always did that. He always yeah. did that, yeah. He did it all the time. Because he's so relaxed. He's like, his punches are like open almost. He's almost like, mm. I don't know. He, he uses a glove in like a strange way. Yeah. It's phenomenal, man. I love, I love Tyson Fury, man. One of the best ever. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, going back to your fight, man, um, you know, what, what, is the, what is the perfect scenario for you, you know, your first fight in the UFC? What I would like is I would like, um, I would like to, the chance to get to show my skill a little bit because I've never shown it to, to anything like what it's actually like, uh, but without taking any damage, and I'd like to knock him out. That's what I'd like. I'd like to knock him out like... Uh, the end of the first or in the second or something that's what that, in an ideal world that's what i'd like and get the bonus of course of course man now you know when you look at the uh, landscape of the heavyweight division how many wins do you think it it would take for you to crack the top 10 because you know in the heavyweight division you could win you don't even have to win three in a row you could win like three out of four or four out of five right how long do you think it would take you i don't know it's a strange division the heavyweight division i think it's I always say, like, heavyweight MMA is it's almost like a, a sport in itself, I think. It's, it, it has its own rules. Like, even for me, like, I've only had nine pro fights. Like, how, how often do you hear, like, of, uh, a featherweight, for example, getting in the UFC with a record of, like, seven and one? Like, it's just not, it's not yeah. heard of. So, um, I don't know is the answer. Like you say, you're a few good wins away from even... You even like it depends who you beat, doesn't it? I think it depends who you fight. If if you fight someone like in the top ten, if you fight someone like, for example, let's say I beat this guy, and then I fight like Arlovsky, for example, I could be in the top ten potentially. Yeah, it, it, it just depends. It just depends. It is true. Um, do you see anybody that you would like to fight? Because there's a lot of guys that are kind of at the tail end of their careers. You know, guys that have been fighting for a long time. Do you have a a list of people that maybe you know like you know like Arlovsky uh, yeah of course there's, there's absolutely loads of people that I'd like to fight I'd, I'd like to fight some of them kind of legend types like you say who are, who are on the back end of the career but do you know I'd like to fight and I don't mean like in the next fight because I'm not ready for this yet uh, I want to have a bit more experience before I fight but have you seen the Russian guy um, Alexei Olinek or something like that have you seen that guy oh okay yeah you, you know who he is don't you? Uh, is, that, is yeah. that his name the, old, the older He's... looking guy he looks old yeah, Olenek, the he's the guy. one with the submission. He's, he has like 80 yeah. fights. Yeah, that's the one. I'd like to fight him because... No, I don't mean yet because I think I'd like a few more fights before I fight him. But I'd like to fight him because 
on the TV when you're watching, he looks terrible, but he still wins. Yeah. So I'd like to see like there's something missing. There's something. There's something that he's got that you can't see on TV because he's beat a lot of other guys as well. So I'd like to um, I'd like to see what he's got that that you can't see. And his submission game is amazing. I think yeah. so. That's some of that I'd like to fight after about three or four fights. One last thing before I let you go, you know, there's many different types of competitors in combat sports, you know, boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, whatever. Um, do would would you consider yourself more of a, a martial artist or a prize fighter? Um, describe what you tell me what you mean by a prize fighter. Tell me what that. Tell me what a that prize fighter. I would believe would be a fighter that fights for money like that's your main objective like you want to fight you want to make money you want to get paid oh it's a tough question isn't it ah, it's a tough question i think a yeah. bit of both you know i'm always going to uh i'm always going to do martial arts whether i get paid or not that's just part of my life i can't go uh, i basically struggle to go a day without doing martial arts but oops sorry i actually um now i'm starting to get paid properly i would uh i, I don't want to do it for free you know what I mean? I've had, I've had like nine amateur fights and nine pro fights, and I've made no money so far, basically. So I would actually like to start getting some decent money out of it now. So a bit of both. Like I say, I'm, I've got to be a bit on the fence for that one. I can't give you a straight answer, but um, I definitely want to be getting paid for this shit. That's for sure. Definitely, man. Well, you know, there's no wrong answer for that question. It's, you know, whatever you feel is your opinion, and that's what it is. Well, March 21st, man. UFC on ESPN plus 29, London, England. You make your debut. Awesome talking to you. Good luck on the fight. Good luck on everything that you're doing. And uh, hopefully we'll speak many more times. Thank you, mate. Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you.